and I've never celebrated a birthday. Never. Really? This, this will be my 35th. I'm looking forward to that. So I wonder if it's your first birthday, do you go big or do you keep it modest? Keeping it modest, because honestly, there's still a little bit of guilt just because it was something we were taught not to do. What were you saying, Johnny? Your family's not fucking with me. I don't know why you say that. I heard it. My people have their sources. So what's up? Uh, do you know which uh, specific people? No, I was hoping you could tell me. Uh, I think uh, it was uh, probably was Ayman. It's the one relating to information. It doesn't sound as interesting when you try to act it out. It's not. The moment's gone. <laughs> I think. I thought you should always start the recording. I know, I know. Even me and her, we were actually having a re yeah, yeah. I should always just that's neural. Just as soon as yeah. I join. The moment, the moment you join, I mean, you just just click record. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yo, so what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't mean to talk about it. I didn't expect for the first thing to come out of my mouth was like, yo. Wait, so you just don't know what you're about to say. It's new for you as it is for everybody else. New. That was a little surprising, I'm not going to lie. But, <laughs> you know, I'm not good at, like, holding thoughts in. Like, I'm really bad at, like, having something on my mind. And I didn't even think it was on my mind. But as soon as you came on B3, just like, all right, what's up? What did I do? You all don't want to love me? I'm adorable. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think Bilal knows. So, that's the thing. Oh, he doesn't know how adorable I am? Or he doesn't know that I've been excommunicated. Both, actually. <laughs> but in order to be excommunicated, you have to have been communicated first, right? They communicate me. And so did your siblings at some point. They did? Uh, Akram or Afra? All three of y'all. We I don't know if they did. I, it was sort of like, hey, you guys are coming to New York. Meet her. <laughs> like, that's how it was. <laughs> like, Maybe not Afra, but Akram and I follow each other on Instagram. We had a cool rapport going. That's weird. You guys still follow each other? You follow me too. Yeah, like we, I follow both of them. Why? How are you going to put me in a mix? Huh? Yeah, if you guys are following each other, he doesn't, he's saying he doesn't have beef with you, so. Oh, well, I didn't think I had beef with anybody, but apparently that's not. Uh, you know what, who got, you know what, who got me the NASA internship, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Uh, I got no beef with you, bro. <laughs> Appreciate that. I was trying. I was trying. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you should tell your family that. <laughs> I should uh, <laughs> support all of your that, sons. That's your clear name. <laughs> yeah, she's been really supportive of this podcast. She's been bringing on the guests, like the new guest we have this week. Hello, Jarvis. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> Jarvis, the artist. Do you get a first? First question, I think. Um, do you get a bunch of Iron Man jokes? First movie came out. Ah. Uh, Damn. <laughs> Every time I meet somebody, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, like Iron Man. Like, yeah. yeah like Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about, like, incorporating it into your branding or art? Or would that be a trademark violation? What about it? And that's, that's the main thing. I'm not sure if it's, like, a trademark thing. Although, I'm not sure they would know. Yeah, so to give everyone some background, you are a photographer? It's like well, it's a, a dope one. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of the pictures on the website. Jarvis, the artist. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, I was going to ask you what you thought. Yeah, really good picture. I recently just got a full frame camera, so I was gonna, if I could pick your brain a little bit, maybe not right now, but later. But I, I just been looking into lenses and stuff. And I'm like, damn, this shit's so expensive. Uh, That's why photographers charge so much, cause yeah, people don't understand. Like, it looks like 
because I don't think people can even tell the difference between like different types of lenses as long as it looks big on, on on a camera they're like oh okay so it's legit or whatever not realizing like maybe a 35 or 50 millimeter lens looks pretty small if it's a prime lens but if it's a zoom lens it looks much bigger but it could have like a much smaller aperture so you're gonna need more light in your scene or whatever and so like it, it's it's crazy because we went out we started doing street interviews with this camera we we're recording video and stuff and I think people gave us way more credibility and legitimacy because of what the camera looked like than the last time we went with the GoPro. Oh, yeah, because you, like, you look a little more legit. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. I'm just <laughs> like, and then, and then people want to be in front of the camera. Do you notice that? Yeah. That's what, like, happened with, like, Girls Gone Wild initially. Like, at first it was just some guys with, like, a little camcorder, and then they upgraded their stuff, and then girls were just like, yeah, we'll come in your van. For real? No, is that true? I don't know. No, no. I was wondering if that could possibly. No. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking like it does have an influence on people. Like I'm sure, Jarvis, if you're like walking around, because I noticed you take you don't you have a variety of scenes and things you've taken pictures of. So I imagine maybe you're walking around or going to different places with the camera um, for practice and maybe even just for the artistic creativity of it all. And you know, like is it. I don't know. At least our experience, people want to be in front of the camera because it looks legit and everything. But what has your experience been? You guys are in Chicago, right? No. Uh, we're in Texas. Oh, Texas. Uh, well, yeah, in my in my various city, I know. Like here, people are like like really suspicious, or maybe it's because I'm black, but they're really suspicious of somebody just walking around with a camera. Like, must be minding my own business. They like even think that they're in my like. Don't take a picture of me, and I'm like not in your direction. Uh, but it depends it, on the area. Yeah, it's like I was I was looking through a lot of the the pictures of people. Wait, so were you the person or Jordan you've had a few photo shoots, right? Yeah. Was it with Jarvis? No. Oh, okay. I tried. I tried to give him the vision. I tried to set him up and then he dropped the ball so I went with somebody else. That's what <laughs> happened. You asked me that I have a ladder for that shoot, but you never told me what it was for. And then I just randomly saw you on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. But listen, oh. this is what happened. Uh-huh. I had an idea. I thought about you because I knew you did photography and we had talked about doing something right. together. So I asked you if you had a ladder. That's all you said, though. But you didn't have a ladder. No, but that's all I needed to know because I can't give you the entire idea. You don't have that the materials. A I don't guess who oh, did have a ladder. Ah, uh, come on, Jordan. Well, I, how are you? I don't know. I feel like if you're going to, you got to share your artistic vision. Uh, it's, I'm sensitive. Photos, they came out dope. So I see what you were going for. Do you get a lot of requests from people to take pictures of them or photo shoots or, or certain situations? Or is it mostly like a certain type of person who always like who's always looking to get pictures of um, themselves? Honestly, like a lot of a lot of the photos, especially like on a website or just like collab- collaborative projects that I've done with like other models here in St. Louis, like we'll follow each other on Instagram. And then one one of one, either I or them will hit one person up and they'll say, hey, do you want to collaborate on the shoot? And then we usually just go from there. Like the ones I like the, the photos I get paid for, I usually don't post often. Like like events or just like mm-hmm. somebody wants like uh, engagement photos and stuff like that. I don't really post those that much. So yeah, it's like mm-hmm. during this season, like grad prime and graduation season, a lot more people like request photos taken. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there are like times of the year where there are special events, and it's probably when work picks yeah, up. Yeah. And but I mean, 
I guess if you guys, if you're collaborating with people on Instagram or whatever, I guess having a camera and being able to take good pictures is a great way to, let's say, it, meet people. <laughs> yeah. It's like they come to you because they're like, oh, man, you know, you have a nice camera and you know how to use it. And I need pictures of myself and, you know, like the aspirations that I think I wouldn't say a lot of women, but there are a certain number of women out there who are looking to become influencers or whatever. And so, like, if you have the equipment and the skills, right. then they come to you. I think there's a lesson in there. Yeah. 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 So it's like all these guys who are like trying to, hey, if you get girls or whatever, it's just like learn something that they might be interested in. And then you can just sit back and get your choice. Of the, and then and then the crazy part is the crazy part is they're the ones who probably realize they're photogenic in some way. So. You're getting the best of the best. At yeah. Least so what you say when you say like you mean like meeting like meeting women to like are you just talking about like to like take photos of or like you mean like in the dating aspect? Well, I mean, does it ever carry into the dating aspect if you guys like really vibe or whatever? Right, and I try not to because the last thing I want is to get labeled like a creep or something like that. So I try to keep it professional because like one thing like if you uh-huh. if a woman if a woman feels like you're a creep in the photography model community, they'll spread it to all the other ones. So then nobody. Yeah. Oh, there's a community. Somewhat of the community. Clicks, communities. Something. Yeah, all it takes is one person to say, hey, hey this, this photographer is a creep. And then, like, nobody really want to shoot with you because they also think you're a creep. Even if you're not. That's very so I can't true. speak for other photographers. I'm always cautious of that. Okay. Like, not to make them feel uncomfortable or anything like that. But I, there are definitely photographers who use Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, now that I have this camera, I'm not... I was going to practice with Jordan a lot. Oh, <laughs> I don't have any ladders, though. I don't have any ladders. <laughs> and I don't have a truck either. I said you don't, don't want to shoot if you don't have a ladder, so ladders are crucial. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what if you think I could I could uh, pretend to be a photographer to get into the graduation party? Ooh. Okay, so some background, Jordan. Or, or Jarvis. Um, I, I don't know. Should we even put this shit out, Jordan? Maybe not. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know what? I'm thinking it would be hilarious just for you to show up and then I give you the camera. And so you're like, oh, let me just take care, take pictures of your family because you're just there taking pictures of whatever. I mean, anyone could assume anything about why you're there. Or I could say I hired a photographer and here she is. Yeah. Jarvis, how have you like, oh, if there is some background, but like. Have you been able to use photography to like bridge the gap with mm, your family? Like in what way? What do you mean? You mentioned like there's graduation pictures and there's like times of the year photography would be useful. Is there has there ever been an event where or a circumstance where you are able to bring your talents to like reconnect your family? Yeah. No, nah, that's that's not going. Yeah, that's not going to happen at all. Honestly, yeah, they don't they don't speak to me at all. Like my sister graduated uh, this la- over wait oh, was last summer, and I was supposed to do her pictures, but then circumstances changed, and they just got somebody else to do it. So yeah, I don't I don't think that's honestly that's not gonna that's not gonna that's not gonna affect them one way or another. They still won't like reach out. Damn, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I don't know if I'm about to deal with a situation like that, but um. It is pretty tough when I guess your family doesn't accept you or. Well, what, what, if you don't mind me asking, what would make them uh, uh, do that? 
Um, in this case, like, I didn't even expect it to come, um, which I guess it's coming out. Like, my sister's graduation's coming up. I'm going to be flying back to California. That's where I grew up and everything. And I wanted to bring someone who's pretty important to me to meet the rest of the family. And they are not down for that introduction. I don't know. My default, my default is like if I'm a certain type of way and things are important to me and like you either fuck with me or you don't. And I have a some would say bad habit of just like fighting with the world. I don't, I don't know if I'm like, cause I don't want to like pride. Like what, what would make them not accept the person? Like, you, don't, you don't have to answer if it's like something you don't get into. No, no, I don't mind being open about it either. So it's just like um, so grew up in an immigrant family and grew up Muslim too. And I've made some pretty radical changes since childhood. I used to be super devout Muslim and everything. And lately I've been trending towards Christianity, reading excerpts from the Bible a lot that have been resonating and content related to that, which I don't think some members of my family are going to have a problem with, but some will. But then... The idea of like bringing someone who isn't from that cultural yeah, background yeah. could be yeah is I, hard I, I for them to that, accept. That would be yeah, that's a because I have a I work with a lot of like Muslim coworkers, so I'm I'm familiar with their culture, and I can see them not being <clears throat> very accepting of somebody from a different background. Yeah, which is funny because like I share I'm if I continue this transition towards Christianity, then I will actually share probably at least a religious background with this person. How do you, what so. do you think their response will be? Like, do they know you're not really like doing the whole Muslim, like Muslim or like, practicing that anymore? I mean, yeah, they sh it should be pretty clear at this point. Like, uh, like it's something that slowly I moved away from. I don't know if they ever expected that I would go to another religion or if I would come back to Islam, but it's, which well, I, I got to give at least my dad some credit. I think he's pretty open-minded. I haven't had this conversation with him, but it's not something I'm worried about, at least from him. Because as far as he, his position is, you know, I'm an adult. I'm living my own life. I make decisions for it. And whatever I choose to believe or accept or carry myself, it's something that, I mean, he's just going to be accepting of, I think. The rest of the family, I don't know. It depends on who. Who it is? I say I was gonna say I've had I had a similar conversation with my dad. He he said all those things, but at the end of that was well, it was, he didn't say it. It's a given that they're not gonna deal with deal with me no more, pretty much. And now, well, I'm I'm officially like I guess you would call it kicked out of my religion, so they're not allowed to talk to me anyway. So as, as long as they still deal with you on some level, I mean, I think I feel like that's a that's a win. Like as long as, long as they respect it. They may not necessarily accept it, but they they're respectful of it. Yeah. I would still I would still view it as somewhat of a win. Yeah. Kicked out. Like, what does that mean in terms of, I guess, your experience in your family? So I left. I left. I think I left in like t July of 2020. So I've I've been out for almost three years. I've been what they call disfellowship for like two two and a half. Like, I, I, no, go ahead. No, what was you? I was gonna say when you say you left, is it normal like? okay, I'm leaving now, goodbye, or is it, like, just a matter of not pr doing some of the habitual things? Coming from my religion, like, it's, like, not... It's not a religion where you can just, like, be a bystander, especially if you're, like, a a, a man, like, you're expected to do certain things. But when I, when I left, I I just dropped everything completely. 
Like I stopped going, I stopped attending services, I stopped participating, I was I was done. Yeah. And then I uh, how did I get to that point? I don't know. I I honestly like real came to that conclusion like years before I actually stopped going, like, like almost five years before I stopped going. And then I don't know, it was something during COVID because like I'm, a lot of a lot of people from my same religion like left during COVID. I think it was because because we're expected to be so active in the community with during COVID, everything was on Zoom. So for whatever reason, that caused a lot of people to like just start leaving. People who didn't want to do it but felt like they couldn't leave, they just started leaving. Yes, that's that's definitely what I did. It's it's interesting because like I've noticed at least for the Islam thing. Um, a certain percentage of people are more performative than I would say are actually devout. And so, yeah, when you're around people and it's your community and it's everyone you know, then it makes it really hard not to even question the, even it, I guess if you have certain reservations or feelings, the fact that it's your environment and all you've ever known, it's, it's hard to like not do those things, but... I guess COVID and doing the whole Zoom thing and not actually being around it and immersed in it, it's, it helps you reframe your belief in it. Right. Because at that time, I wasn't, I didn't know what, my, what I wanted to do exactly. I just knew I didn't want to like keep pretending to believe it. And I knew I didn't. So, but I didn't, I didn't officially decide I was done like for, for good until like months after I had already like stopped going. And after being disfellowship, which is what they call what, it, like shunning. Is it Christianity or? It's a, they call themselves Christians. Uh, it's a Jehovah's Witnesses. They consider themselves Christians. So I'll, I'll say, yeah, Christianity okay. or former Christian. Wait, do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have an older brother. He's three years older than me. And then a younger sister who's 15 years younger than me. <laughs> How do they feel yeah. about it? Um, they, none, none, so none of them speak to me either. It's one, one is because they teach when you when the person leaves you're not supposed to really they're considered bad association so you're not supposed to keep in contact with them but then like if somebody like like me i'm this fellowship when somebody's this fellowship you're supposed to you're not supposed to talk to that person at all you're supposed to pretty much treat them like they're dead so yeah i haven't i haven't seen my family it's been in almost three yeah three i don't know years. if this is a common thing among religions but like people who are who are not believers they might feel some type of way about them, but people who leave the religion are like way worse. That never made any sense to me growing up. Yeah, they would. They're they're more okay with somebody never being a part of it than somebody somebody who who was and left. Cause like wait, in my religion, in my religion, they, their excuse is, well, you they they didn't know about it. You knew better, and you you knew you knew better, and you still chose to leave. So yeah, so that's what that's why it's. I'm not I'm not sure if it's like that in the Muslim community. I think so. I think so. Because even like Mormons yeah. do that, Catholics do that to some degree. A lot of us do do that. It may not be to like the same degree. It, just from a like a follower standpoint, I don't know if that's the right. I don't know. It's it's almost like it's a veiled threat to anyone who's currently practicing to not leave. Which, if that's what it takes to keep people in it, how does that? How is that consistent with intent and actual faith? Right, and I, I, that's something I ask a lot like how many people would still be doing it if there wasn't the threat of them like being cut off or being shunned or losing the whole family like how many people would actually do it because there are people who like at least in minds who 
who don't believe it, but they go back just so they can have a relationship with the family. So they pretty much just go back and fake it. So I believe, yeah, I believe if I believe if it wasn't an an issue or a threat, then a, a good amount of people wouldn't be doing it. Just in my opinion, like in general, like incentives and what motivates people, and just leaning towards the idea that if you give people the freedom to make choices for themselves. One, they deserve the right to do it. And then two, it's like when they do make their choices, then you know it's something that they came to themselves instead of outside influence. Because like, I mean, if everyone is just, it kind of, I don't know, I'm still new in this whole like spiritual journey with Christianity and stuff. So I'm, I don't know if it's even appropriate for me to speak on it, but like, I'm just, or just religion in general. If people's intent, what, what they feel in their heart is the thing that matters, at least that's what's described in a lot of these religions, then the compulsion because of social pressures defeats the whole thing. Exactly. Um, and I don't know, I, I can't identify with like losing my family or leaving a religion at all. I can say that like I was, I grew up in a family that like went to church every Sunday and I went to like summer vacation Bible school where I learned about Jesus or was supposedly learning about Jesus every day during the summer. I'm not sure that was actually happening, but I do know that like, as I got older, I stopped wanting to go to church as much. Like I seemed like I had the option to kind of stay home some days. Once I started driving, it wasn't so much of a, a demand that I go. But and I don't know if other people have different experiences, but I think if I was being obligated to go to church and I was essentially being reprimanded or constantly warning or receiving warning against not going to church or like I'm going to lose my salvation or I'm going to go to hell, then I probably not to say that I would ever choose hell, but that would make me more reluctant to even be in there because it's it's bullying. I feel like that's a. No, I, I I get that. That's honestly, and with witnesses, they believe in like it's, it's an event that's going to happen called Armageddon, where pretty much anybody who's not serving God is going to be destroyed. And when I was when I was leaving, my thought was I I would much rather I, I was like if if it happens, I'm gonna I'm gonna be destroyed, quote unquote, anyway because God can read hearts. He knows that I don't really believe it, so. It's no point in me like faking it. I might as well just go live my life the way I want. But if like if Armageddon is that people who don't believe in Christ uh, will I have repercussions, that would then would that then give you the option to look at other denominations within Christianity and be nope. then uh, deemed the okay? Witnesses believe that only they have the true religion. Any any religion outside of that is wrong. Like witnesses aren't really it's frowned upon for witnesses to go to like like ceremonies that are held at churches. Like if it's a wedding or a funeral or something like that, the church is kinda like you won't you won't necessarily get in trouble for it, but it's it's something that's definitely frowned upon. Because they believe you're not supposed to like what are you doing at church? Like that's that they consider that false religion. Also <laughs> they, they don't have, have churches? Uh, they call they they do. They just call it kingdom halls. They're they're not they don't call them churches. Ah, that's a way better name. Oh man. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, and there's there's actually there's a I can't even remember what the what it is, but there's a I read that there's a reason that they started calling that. I can't remember what it is, but yeah. Like I used to get in trouble for saying church when I was younger, like 
if, if if somebody called like a witness say like oh where you so when do you guys go to church they'll quickly correct you and say no we don't go to church we go to the hall kingdom hall so yeah uh-huh. they don't they don't like the term church at all they also they also don't identify with the uh with the cross they don't they don't believe that jesus died on the cross what well, is there a symbol that they identify would, with and yes and no because as as much as witnesses don't they speak about idolatry like they're the logo for the website, which is jw.org, they treat that just as much. In my opinion, they treat that just as much as a religion, like a, a idol. Growing up Muslim, we always were taught about like the worship of idolatry of other religions and how they started worshiping things instead of God. And so, like, I, I think a lot of my morality is shaped by what I learned when I was a kid. You know, I grew up going to Islamic school and everything. And so, like, even even like things like wearing gold or whatever is something that would like I would just feel weird about doing. So do, do you still do you feel like you still like even though you're not necessarily practicing anymore? Do you still feel like you carry some of those morals with you? And that's a crazy thing. It's just like I, I might have. And it's not like I had a hard exit out of the religion. It's just one of those things where. Um, as I got older, I became more agnostic, going to university, you know, maybe even low-key worshiping science because I studied engineering and all that. And <clears throat> But then as I got older, I realized there are some things that just can't be answered with science and, and physics and just realizing that there are, there's more meaning here that can't be explained. And so... Then understanding that there maybe is a metaphysical realm that maybe we just can't comprehend, or at least there are answers in other ways, in other places. And I think Christianity resonates more with my disposition. Although I do admire a lot of the things in Islam, like it did shape my morality. After all, it's like what I grew up in, my family, everyone's practicing. Now, for me, it wasn't like I made a hard exit. It's just like I just stopped practicing all the things that Muslims do until I got to a point where I realized I'm only Muslim in name, in which case I'm like, why am I faking? It's not respectful to the people who actually practice the religion. And so I decided, you know, I can't identify as one. I don't pray five times a day. I don't even fast anymore. Like, like you know, the, the, those are two of the five tenets that are the pillars of Islam. And so I'm just like, if I don't do those things, then, and I don't, you know, I don't, it, so it's just, it's not something for me personally I could identify as. And then from there, just been exposed to Christianity in all these different and weird ways until finally, like I had a live stream literally like a couple of weeks ago where I was explaining like all these instances or things in my life that have been pointing, I don't know, like clues. I can't even describe it, but just little things that have just been pushing me towards Christianity. And and uh, someone on the live who was like some Christian or whatever, it was a 16-year-old kid. It was weird. But he was like, dude, you're being called by Christ right now. That's what this is. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. It's weird. Oh, no, I will, I will say, I, I can't, I, even though I have like a lot of bad things I can say about the religion, I won't. I won't lie and say like the re- the person I am today like isn't from that. Like a lot of the, like some of the good traits that I have didn't come from that. It's just that it's a it's a it's an issue when the bad starts to outweigh the good. I think I I think I'm worried. I think I'm I'm at the agnostic point right now. Like I just like after I don't know after growing up like that, 
I just felt like for 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 at least a time for a time being, it's uh I would just rather I won't say not believe in anything. I'm just thinking know. maybe or maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like maybe you could just use a break. Like after a breakup, people tell you not to jump to the next person. It's it's also more about like honestly, these last two years just trying to find out who I am as a person because the the person you really are, you aren't inside the religion and you're not allowed to be that but you're pretty much you're you're told how you're supposed to be. So you never really growing up knowing like what kind of things you like, what what kind of stuff you're into. So like you have to like figure all that stuff out after you leave. So that's that's where I've been in fight the last year. Just like just figuring out who I am as a person. I don't I won't completely say I'll never find my way back to I don't know if I ever find my way back to religion again. I won't say that I won't find my way back to spirituality. Like like believing in something. Because I under I understand religion and I understand the need for it. Maybe what if like religions did like what the Amish do where it's just like all right you just became an adult go experience the world and see if you want to come back because like yeah if you grow up in it it's all you know then you never really made the decision for yourself yeah that, um, that would be better to me like because at, at least you get to go out and actually make the decision like choose what you want to do so yeah that's yeah that's that's honestly better to me because like like you said i definitely never felt like i had a choice which is like an argument I got into like with my father when I which when I was like leaving, which is crazy because my dad my dad's father is Muslim. So I'm almost certain at one point in my dad's life he was he was Muslim. So I felt like if anybody would understand, it would be him. But yeah, he 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 wasn't really hearing it. And their religion they teach that they're the only true religion, so it's pointless too. Yeah, because like I I remember thinking about this as a kid too, like. The only reason I was a Muslim as a kid was because I was born to a family of Muslims. Like, like it's not a choice I made. And so it's not like I had any, my faith was shaken or anything, but it was just like circumstances allowed this to be what I believe. In which case I didn't make the choice. And if the argument, or at least the way it was taught to me was, okay, it's about intention and your belief and your faith, then it's just a matter of my environment. Which is why I always respected converts. I, I always, because they would do this um, at the, basically they call it a mosque or masjid or whatever, basically the Muslim church. And, you know, they would sometimes when there are converts who come to rejoin the religion, you know, they would like let them recite the, the things you got to recite and profess their you basically induct them. Yeah, and the thing I really respected about them is that they were not Muslim and they're becoming Muslim, which means they're making the choice to come in, which is different. And and then you always notice the converts are the ones who are more devout than the people who were born in it. They're more strict. They're more like they're more educated on it because they've chosen to do it and they're doing the research and they got they're learning it. So like I always I always saw like the converts were the ones who knew the Quran better, who were more devout and strict because it's something they chose to accept it into their life willingly on their own versus someone who was born into it. So do do the must do Muslims celebrate any of like I hate using this word with the, like the worldly holidays that's what they that's what they call them. Do they celebrate any holidays? I just I just know like as witness we didn't they we didn't celebrate like anything. I know with Muslim there's like what is it called Eids? Um, well, I mean the, the first Eid is usually preceded by the month of Ramadan, so that's like a holy month, um, and it follows the lunar calendar, which is why it shifts according to the regular calendar. It shifts earlier and earlier, um, but <clears throat> and then celebrate it with Eid, and then there's another Eid after that. 
But um, um, <laughs> I know for certain Muslims don't celebrate Valentine's Day. I know that for sure. <laughs> that was the only holiday I wouldn't say. <laughs> well, as a kid, I, was, I, I don't think anyone should be celebrating Valentine's, Valentine's Day. <laughs> that and Christmas. I don't have to. I don't have to go broke buying presents for everybody. This year, I think, might be the first year I attempt to celebrate holidays because I haven't been able to do it like the last few years. So I'm going to try it this year. My birthday, for one, I've never celebrated a birthday. Never. Really? This, this will be my 35th. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, looking forward to that. Oh. <laughs> so I wonder if it's your first birthday and it's for an age that ends in a five or a zero. I feel like, do you go big or do you keep it modest? Cause- Keeping it modest. Cause honestly, there's still a little bit of guilt that's gonna be there just because it was something we were taught not to do, so. Uh, like Muslims don't really, aren't supposed to celebrate birthdays either. Um, so like I stopped caring about my birthday at 14. Like the idea being like, all right, we don't celebrate the birth of Christ or anything like Christians do. And we don't celebrate Muhammad. He's the, the holy prophet in Islam. And so we don't celebrate his birthday. Why would we celebrate our birthday and all that? And it's sort of like a pagan tradition or whatever. But, um, yeah, for like your first birthday, you get to have cake, maybe I don't know. The candles look good, but once they start, the wax starts melting on your cake. It's just like kind of ruins the cake a little bit. Oh, see, this is this is good because I don't I don't know how any of this stuff goes. People ask me like, "What are you gonna do?" Like, I don't I don't know. I don't even know how to do this. Yeah, exactly. So let's put them on game, Jordan. Let's put them on game. How about just don't have candles on the cake because now you're spitting across the entire cake and nobody else wants any. Good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be smart. I don't know. It's like the whole don't let anyone put frosting on your face. That's oh my gosh, that's a thing with me, maybe. But <laughs> like, this I always hated right that. Now, that's the thing people do. It's just like, oh, this is cute, sweet, blah blah blah. And then you get like, fucking nah, you should let uh, and I don't know how many friends you have, but in the event you don't have many, you should consider letting a couple of your friends just throw you like a simple kickback so it's probably what i'll do if elise and i if you want and i again i'm not honestly i'm not volunteering because i wouldn't really care to do it but i would do it i would uh collaborate with elise and we could throw you something it's relatively yeah, small i want you to do it now because i know <laughs> you, you think you might make me do it yeah or if you if you want something since you're th this is your first birthday and you never got the chance to do all the things that people got to do as kids. Consider maybe like Dave and Buster's or Chuck E. Cheese, you know, the pizza's not bad. The pizza's not bad. So just, yeah, <laughs> you might need to have some kids around just to not make it look bad. <laughs> Good point. Every day you do like two things that kids may or may not do during their birthdays, like a trampoline park, maybe go to the zoo to Chuck E. Cheese, even if it's just walk around. I don't know. I think that's, I think birthdays are overrated. So the more I talk about this, the more I realize I would hate this, but maybe you would like. Yeah, Jordan wouldn't want me celebrating her birthday. It's not that I don't care for birthdays. I just don't really understand them. It's like we're celebrating something we're not even responsible for. And most <laughs> people don't even do enough to acknowledge the fact that they've been here. I, say, I feel like I'm going to celebrate this, this one and then honestly go back to not caring. Spend so many years not doing it, you don't really yeah. miss something. I, but I really even if just you do care, that's okay. Experience. I'm not knocking it. Anybody that cares, cares. Don't make me care. <laughs> no, no, I disagree with Jordan here. Like, the birthday thing, self-celebration. It's like, 
Oh, no. I don't know. But again, this could just be because I put it behind me. But yeah, definitely worth celebrating once. And then also like sign up for I actually thought about building an uh, an app for this, but like automatically signs up to all these birthday freebies. I do find it annoying those people who always say like it's their birthday month. Like I don't. They're a little greedy, a little greedy. <laughs> Mad annoying. Those would be the most unproductive people ever. I don't know. Would it be hilarious? I'm assuming you know the birthdays of your family. Would it be hilarious if you sent them birthday gifts on their birth? <laughs> like I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest. I know my brother's birthday, yeah. and I know my sister's oh, okay. birthday, but I. I only know the year my father was born, and I do not do not know my mom's at all. Yeah, like at all. I just know how old she is. Like it's like on on the day that it would be, like they wouldn't even say anything. It'd just be like another day. So yeah, I mean as I got older, I used to like low key try and like celebrate my or let people know it was my birthday, but I never actually celebrated. Oh, I also want to do Halloween because I want to wear a costume. I already know who I want to be. I want to be a uh, Static Shock. Oh. The whole reason I grew the hair is. Static shock, and I want to go God, trick or treating. Static and shock. People just gonna have to understand. I'm gonna have to explain it. It's my first time. Uh, a full yeah. And wear tights. Static shock doesn't wear tights. I don't know. I think it'd be a hilarious YouTube video where, like, all right, I've never celebrated Halloween. This is my first time. Come with me, and then you just go like, <laughs> you get the reaction of people at the door, but then you also got like your your feelings of the whole thing, and then you got little kids like walking on the sidewalk next to you, just looking at you funny. Like, <laughs> don't you have to be strategic? You have to be strategic about which places you choose, because like candy is going to be better, or there's going to be more houses participating. Like if you go to a white community, houses look nicer. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, other than that. I don't think it's any other holiday I really care about, I guess. I'm still not there yet with Christmas because that was the one big no-no. Y'all, yeah, there's like, we definitely don't celebrate Christmas because that's not even, it's not even the day that Jesus was born and blah, blah, blah and all that. So yeah, yeah, they definitely oh, big on Christmas. They used to have like, because Joe Witnesses give out like, they'll have magazine articles that cover like different subjects. And every year around Christmas time, that would be the one that we would take door to door, like the origins of Christmas, or something about Jesus, stuff like that. But yeah. Also, instead of like doing the Christmas carols thing, you guys are just like, yeah, this religion is, or this holiday is fake. You gave me an idea though. I do want to go, I want to go caroling, but I want to go like hood caroling. We're going to sing Gucci Man songs and stuff. What? What? <laughs> In your 35th year, just doing like everything, everything that I you wanted to, to do. And then just Boy. get it out your system. So then by 36, you can decide what you want to keep or you go back. Too. Yeah. Why nah, that's a little extreme. That's a little. No, I, I'm more of the like, let it come to you. You know, these opportunities will come and then you're not in a position to or you don't have to like deny them anymore. So it's just like, oh, look, my birthday's coming up. Let me let me try that. Oh, Hall Halloween's coming up. Let me try that. Or maybe this one thing. And so you're like to just go out and do it just for this. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm more of an accepted as they come. Yeah, I'm not really get it all out of your system kind of person. It's more relaxed. Because I'll go overboard. <laughs> At least you know yourself. <laughs> like a lot of people do not know themselves. <laughs> I don't know. I do find it surprising when people just go little to whatever. And I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's something that comes with age. You start understanding yourself better. Like I know my shortcomings and I know which ones won't change. And so it's just like, hey, if you're dealing with me, this is how I'm going to be. Like, 
It's not going to change. You, do you have a list? I know uh, if you asked me to list them, I, it w- I if you gave me like 10, 15 minutes to write them down, I could. Uh, but I know I'm stubborn. I know I'm hard-headed. I know I'm dogmatic in a lot of the way I carry myself. But then I can also be pretty open-minded. Like on a conversation on a podcast like this, yeah. Like right now we have Bilal, my brother, who's a Muslim. Me, possibly moving towards Christianity. Jordan, who's definitely more Christian than I am. And then Jarvis, an excommunicated Jehovah's Witness. And we're all having a conversation. He's defellowshipped. Defellowshipped, yeah, my bad. <laughs> and uh, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, so, like, and th- that's the thing. Like, we've had interesting characters here, like, on this podcast. I mean, the whole point is it's anything and everything. Um, and we avoid politics, at least on the, the audio here. And, you know, we've had people on maybe we don't agree on like the professions or things that people do or whatever or we come from different walks of life but it's like i think people have a right to live their life as they want good or bad and you also everyone has a right to association who do you want to be around and who you don't so like if you let people be free i think my philosophy is just all about freedom which is why like if i ever hear or even get the inkling or feeling that someone's trying to restrict mine i i do feel some type of way about it and i know that's could be a shortcoming because i get a little trigger happy sometimes but i'd rather go i'd rather err on the side of extreme than not enough jarvis did you get whooped slapped whipped growing up my dad came up with special whoopings and punishments for us like the one i remember is like one time he made my brother stand with one one finger touching the floor, one leg on the one le- on stand on one leg, and every time you let that leg drop, you would get hit with the belt. And thinking about that, that's, that's kind of like abuse. Yeah, I don't think he'd get away. Damn. Yeah, we we definitely. I mean, granted, we were bad, but yeah, we definitely got whoopings. Granted, we didn't get whooped like every day. Like like stuff like like I killed the whole aquarium of fish. So yeah, I deserve a whooping for that because I put hot dogs in it. <laughs> they looked hungry. I thought I wouldn't want to eat fish, but I would rather eat this. So I cut, I cut up some hot dogs and put them. <laughs> he was furious. That's kind, of, that's kind of like my dad's thing. Like he likes fish. Like he like he has like two fish Dang. tanks full of fish. So yeah, I can understand, understand why I got it. So like I can understand that he's like not that I'm arguing with you or your dad about this, but assuming that I had a, a child who killed the fish by putting hot dogs in it, I could be angry and I can be frustrated about that. But I don't understand how that turns into me physically hitting my child because of it. Unless he knew better. And even then, I still like... In my belief, all whoopings really do is instill fear in a child. It doesn't necessarily help them understand what they did wrong. Or why they shouldn't do something. Yeah, definitely got to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hot dogs. That's hilarious. Wait, wait. Did, did you get whoopings, Jordan? I did. I did. And I'm very resentful of them now. About to take down the whole corporal punishment system because of it. Yeah, she's a revolutionary, guys. It is interesting how, like, as parents get older, they do less of it. I don't know if this is a common pattern, but it's definitely something I noticed in, in my parents. Yeah, I, I think to your point that um, whoopings don't really teach you right from wrong, just teach you how to fear your parents and how to get caught. I remember, I don't remember the last whooping I got, but I remember one time begging for a whooping because I was getting grounded in it. And I remember negotiating, like, can I just get whipped instead? And they were like, no. And like, you kid to ask for a beating instead of having to stay in my room and miss some things 
probably tells you that whatever lessons I was getting from those beatings before weren't exactly what they were intended to be. Or they just weren't hitting you hard enough. Uh, <laughs> they were hitting me hard enough because I remember in like fourth grade, I think I told you this, that my teacher was sending home, like I wouldn't just, I wouldn't do my work. And she would basically send home a report telling my parents that I didn't do my work. And at some point, I had gotten a whooping before that for some unrelated reason, but I still had, like, welts and bruises. So I was like, listen, if you send me home with this bad report, I'm going to get more of these. And then she didn't send it. My dad was very, I won't say it's because he was African, but he was very agile. So we used to run, and he used to chase us through the house, helping over furniture. That's that pretty much what it because towards the end, we made him earn it. Extreme tag? <laughs> no, no. If you turned it into a game and you had, like, Nerf guns or something... Oh, what about airsoft balls? Because those actually hurt. No. Oh, okay. Airsoft? <laughs> you mean the tiny little pellets? Yeah, airsoft. No. Airsoft doesn't hurt, or you're saying no because it hurts? Too much. Too much to shoot kids. It hurts. It, it will penetrate skin. Okay, what about paintballs? Those are pretty bad, too. Paintballs don't penetrate skin, though. Yeah, okay, but the bruises are gnarly uh, on those things. Sometimes it depends on how close you get hit and if the balls don't pop. Just give me the belt. Get I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not encouraging the use of paintball or airsoft for a child discipline. By does sound fun. <laughs> yeah, you don't want the discipline to be complicated and fantastical. It's just get it over with. All right. Um, I don't want to take any more of your time, Jarvis. I appreciate you coming on the call. Let the people know what you got going on. Um. Like you said, I'm a photographer in St. Louis. I can, I'll plug my Instagram page. Um, it's Jarvis underscore the T-H-A underscore artist. You can find me on there. I'm always looking to collaborate with people, work on new concepts, new shoots. So you can find me on there. Okay. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put your, your handles and your website link in the description of this podcast episode. Yeah. Appreciate having you on. This was an interesting conversation. Thank you. Bye.